Yep, this is gonna sting, but let's fucking do it. baby with another fire episode of the american allegiance podcast joined by my co-host here carly dory um you know we like to keep it spicy here and i think this is going to be a spicy episode (laughs) continue i think this one's going to sting a little i i don't know i think people are going to listen to this and think think that we're talking about them but it's fine which we probably are we're prob- we probably are talking about you. If you're thinking, if you're yeah. listening to this, if you're and feeling you're like, like a victim, then you're definitely uh If you're playing the victim card, if you're talking about your problems, if you're making your problems seem like they're the biggest fucking problems in the world, uh, this podcast goes out to you. Yeah. Because guess what? Nobody gives a fuck about your problems. We're here to give you a reality check, America. We're here to give you perspective. You know? Yeah, that's a good one. Perspective I, on this whole topic. I relate this back to myself because this is a conversation that I have with myself on a daily basis. Um, I think about the problems that I have and I think about like how small they are in reality to real problems in this world. Like, Let's talk about real problems in this world. Life or death type situations. Somebody just lost their parent. Or lost a child. Somebody just lost a child. Or lost a sibling. Or lost a significant other to some fatal thing. Or had a tragic thing happen where they're not gone, but some tragic shit happened. Like, tragic shit that you don't even know about because nothing's tragic has ever happened to you. So you think that what's happening in your life... Is tragic. Is tragic. Like, because... you or got an, significant. You got an offender bender on your way to work. Or you didn't get the promotion that you wanted. Or you stepped in dog shit on your way out to the parking lot. You probably deserve that. You turn it into a bad day when it's really just a small little moment that you're making it way more significant than it has to be. Not even just a bad day. You make it a bad life. Like stop letting these little promises – I mean I'm sorry – problems accumulate and like I don't know. Just stop using them as excuses. It's life. Shit's hard. Life's hard. You're going to step in dog shit probably every other day in some way or another. I'm not talking literally. You know what I'm saying. But You're going to eat dog shit day in and day out. (laughs) And if you're not, then your shit's too easy. And you're probably not growing. And you're probably not happy. Listen, guys. like We all got shit going on. Um, No matter what it is, no matter what your problem is, yes, it's valid. It's a problem. But here's how I look at it. If you look at this problem and you say, is this problem significant or is it not significant? That's the first thing you have to ask yourself. Is this really fucking important? Is this larger than most of the problems in the world? 90% of the time, the answer is going to be no. Maybe even 95, 99% of the time, the answer is going to be no. And then the second question you ask yourself is, do I have control over the outcome? If the answer to that question is, yes, I do, you should not be feeling sorry for yourself. 
and you should not be letting people know about this problem because you have the answer. You have the tools to get there. So stop. Stop making everyone sorry for you. Go figure it out. Take on life just like everyone else does and stop playing victim. That's all. And if you really want to dive deeper into it, the first question that you ask yourself of whether it's significant or not significant, if the answer to that question is yes, okay. Yes, there are significant problems in the world. You might have one, sure. But the second question is, do I have control? And if that answer is no, then okay. You have a reason to be a little worried. You have a reason to be feeling some type of way. Don't get me wrong. We're human. We're allowed to feel. But if the answer to that question is yes, I have control, figure it out. That's it. You said something in there that I kind of want to elaborate on. And you said, uh, don't tell the world about it or don't let your problems affect other people. Keep them Um, your problems. And specifically, I see this all the time on social media. And we were talking about this earlier. I see people having an issue like they're complaining about their work week or they're complaining about something that's going on in their life. And they go on and they make five stories on Instagram talking about how hard their fucking day was or how far hard their fucking week was. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares. Nobody oh even gosh. listens to that story. F- the five <laughs> slides. Let's let's be fucking real. If your first 10 seconds is, man, I uh, you know, I had to work 17 hours today and I am just beat and I do not want to go to the gym and it's really hard for me. Like this pre-workout is the only thing that's getting me through. I'm I've already clicked through. No guys, no one cares though. Stop like Nobody feels sorry for I you. I mean, at least we don't. <laughs> Maybe somebody uh, else cares that you're drinking a fucking iced coffee before the gym. I don't know, but I don't fucking care. I don't care what type of pre-workout you're taking. Everybody relates to that. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Like, Are we just assholes? Probably. For real, though. Like, I'm okay with it. Are we just assholes? <laughs> I'm okay with being an asshole, but I'm also a realist. Right. We and are realists. I feel like sure. most of those people out there just – they don't give a fuck about your little thing. Like unless it's a really significant issue, why are you telling people about it? And like, Bottle it in. Use the negative fuel to your advantage. Yeah, it's hard. Shit's fucking hard. It's hard getting up early. It's hard working out every day. It's hard dealing with a job that's stressful for 10, 11, 12 hours a day. It's yeah. hard doing a lot of things. Life is fucking hard. Guess Get what? used to it. If it's not hard, you probably shouldn't be here. And you're not the only one. News fucking flash. <laughs> There's a million other fucking people out there that have it 20 million times worse than you. So this is just this relates back to what I said last week when I said we're shitty humans. Yeah. We're just soft humans. I'm so sick of how soft we are as humans, and we just make ourselves yeah. into little victims. Like you should be entitled to all this stuff because your life is so hard. It's like a fucking competition out there of who has the hardest life. Like let me compete. With you because my life is harder. I deserve more. I deserve to be in this spot. There's no fucking gold medal for who has the hardest life. There's no Olympics for the hardest life. You know, you don't get rewarded for complaining about this shit. You don't get rewarded for letting this many people know about how hard your life is. It's going to be hard regardless, whether you say it or not, whether you bottle it in or whether you expose it, you got to deal with it. Okay. How you deal with it is what matters. You know, if you go out there and you know that shit's hard and you're having a tough day and you're stressed and you're hungry and whatever the fuck is just not going your way, it's like thing after thing after thing, 
I don't want to know about the thing after thing after thing. I want to know how you attacked that problem and how you became a fucking winner at the end of it, regardless of what happened to you. That's what I want to know. Let's get to the meat and bones. Let's get to how you did what you did to make that issue not an issue anymore. Disappear, yeah. Because it wasn't an issue in the first place. The best is when the people have the same exact fucking problem over and over again. Oh, yeah. And they already know how to get out of it. They already know how they got out of it the first time, the second Mm -hmm. time, the third time. But it's still a problem. It's a persistent problem. Um, Well, whatever you're doing is just not working. I don't know. So I relate it to, like, my job. You know, know, I get get stressed out a lot at Mm -hmm. my job. Like, it affects my mood. It affects – sometimes I come into the house and I'm just like, the last five hours have been really fucking shitty. Uh, I've had to deal with all these people. And I'm like, oh, and you know fucking really fu- great. What, you know what's really funny about this? <laughs> fucking is, great. You know why it pisses me off, though? What? It's because I'm dealing with other people's problems. Problems, yeah. Which is what we're talking about. You which got is your why own. I'm pissed yeah. off right now. So dealing with other people's problems pisses me off. So if you're putting yourself in a position where other people have to deal with your problems, what do you? what kind of energy – do you think that puts out? So it now affect if it affected my day because you couldn't handle your shit and you needed somebody to vent to when you couldn't just deal with it and do what you needed to do, knowing that it was going to happen regardless. You brought me into the equation, or you brought X into the equation. And like, like we said, nobody cares if they're not involved, if they're not affected, they don't give a shit about the problem. So don't go off running your mouth. Keep that shit to yourself compose composure and figure it out guys like yeah and don't ever hit nick up with a fucking problem in a dm or anything because he ain't gonna answer but i might (laughs) baby you sound so mean (laughs) you're like shut the fuck up and don't talk to me about your bullshit guys if you need help don't reach out (laughs) if you need help we're not your people I don't have time for it, man. This isn't the softest work in culture, okay? Softest I really don't have time for it. I don't have the patience for it. Like, I want hard motherfuckers that handle their shit, that muscle up and do what it takes to win. That's what I want. Like, yeah. I don't want to be around that shit. But like you said before, it all comes down to everybody wants the hardest life. You know, not everybody, most, because we don't. It's we don't, popular. We don't it's, cry It's help. popular in today's culture to yeah. – Make yourself seem like the biggest victim out there. The so biggest problem for help. Like it's so easy. Mo- yeah. It's so easy to do. Yeah. People are so soft. Because now people that... give into it. Yeah. We have people making GoFundMe's oh, for yeah. their issues. Like, oh my God, I had a I had a financial hardship or I'm going through a tough time right now. They don't elaborate on what that tough time is. They just keep it very general. So they create a GoFundMe and start generating money like it's some catastrophic event. Remember when GoFundMe's were sacred and were limited to actual serious hardships yeah. like natural disasters or Kids deaths in family, yeah. cancer, Make shit like that? Yeah. Now we're making GoFundMe's for fucking anything. Toilet paper. Like what the fuck is wrong with society? But why do you think that's okay? It's not okay to do that, guys. Like, that's hurting your reputation. What people don't understand is yeah. when you do that – and say you have an actual catastrophic event later on in life, people are going to remember, you know, you cried wolf on this. You just made a GoFundMe for 
whatever the issue was when it wasn't really an issue. This is just a common trend. This is who you are now. So you just ask for money when you go through a, a hardship. I have never and will never ask anybody for money regardless of where I am. Especially you know? publicly. I don't even – I don't ask my parents for money. Um, I've never asked for you know, people to bail me out of my problems. Um, and I'll be the first to tell you I've had financial hardships. I've been in tough situations where I'm like, how am I going to pay this bill this month? Right. Uh, I've got to work a shit ton of overtime to make sure that I can cover this. That's a problem, but that's a problem that you can – that's a controllable Control. problem. That's a problem that I recognize that I put myself in, you know, and that's a problem that I was living above my means. Yep. I made that choice to put myself in that situation. You and sold like, your truck, you sold your, your bike, and now look. I got myself out of that fixed. situation. Um, Takes a manning up. Yep. You know, you don't, just because you're going through a tough time doesn't mean go ask people for the solution to the problem. Sometimes you got to dig deep and find the solution yourself and work a little bit. And guess what? It's going to be fucking hard. And do not, do not, unless you're medically diagnosed, attach anxious or I'm sorry, anxiety or depression to your fucking fender bender problem. All right. You don't have depression and you don't have anxiety. You're just a fucking alive on this earth. Newsflash. Yo, depression is just such a buzzword. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I wish I had sympathy. I wish I did, and I know depression's a thing. I do, guys. I'm not saying it's it's a it's a real thing. I'm not a doctor or anything. I don't, you know, whatever. I know there's science behind it. I know depression's a thing. I know anxiety's a thing. Fine, we're not arguing there. I'm arguing with the people that attach that fucking label onto their lives when they do not have that. They are not medically diagnosed, so don't even try. Just don't. Like, I literally want to see your medical records. If you tell me – if one of my friends told me that they had depression, I'd be like, who diagnosed you? Yourself or a doctor? Because I'm just – I don't care unless this is an actual problem. You know what I mean? And it's it sounds so so bad, but, like, it's just the reality of it. Like, I'm not going to sit here and keep that shit inside my head. Like, I'm going to tell it to you Well, straight. listen, this podcast is not for everybody. It's not. All right. This, Sorry, guys. Some of you are going to listen to this and be like, damn, why the fuck would they say stuff like that? But this is the reality of the situation. This is what we need to expose to harden people up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, that's all, that's all we're trying to do is just make people tougher because people lack those types of role models in their life. And, you know. I, at least that's how I, I get something out of that. Like when somebody kicks me in the ass and right. is like, Nick, hey, you're, you're being a little bitch. Just keep like, it real. Yeah. Just I would rather hear that. That's a wake up call for me yeah. than. Have somebody coddle me and put their arm around me and say, we're going to get through this. And guys, we're not dissing we're not dissing depression or anxiety. That's not what we're doing. We're actually respecting it more so because we're trying to tell people to stop attaching that name. It should be label. reserved to the people that actually have that Exactly. Shit. It should be strictly for the people that are medically diagnosed with that. Do not stop diagnosing yourself with anxiety. We all experience anxiety to a certain degree. You don't have an anxiety disorder. It's not a disorder. It's a normal feeling, guys. So just stop doing that. I don't I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry if this comes across as too forward. But no one else is going to say it to be honest, so you're welcome. <laughs> that was mean. That was mean. It was real. It was you bitchy, know? but it was, uh, it was real. Listen, depression is it's a buzzword. It's thrown around like trauma is around in society. I hate when people say like I have so much trauma in my life. Because you went through a breakup or because you went through – because somebody cheated on you, that does not mean 
And that's not a valid excuse for you to be depressed. That's not a valid excuse for you to say that you've got uh, trauma in your life. Like that's the excuse for you to get the fuck up out of bed and be like, fuck this dude or fuck this chick. I'm going to get the hell after my life and she's going to miss, she's going to miss me. That's, that's what that's supposed to do. Use that as fuel. Yeah. And run with it. And someone I mean, does you wrong? <laughs> okay. Guess who has their character at the end of the day? You. That's something to be proud of. I don't know. Sometimes it's your fault too. Sometimes you got to look yourself in the mirror and be like, you know yeah. what? This happened because I was the reason why I, I let this get to this type of situation. Right. And that's a hard fucking conversation to have with yourself. But So respectable though. Um, you if like, you can – if something really bad can happen to you and you can look at yourself in the mirror and be like, you know what? This was really shitty that this happened, but I'm part to blame as far as why that happened. If you could take ownership for that and move on, um, you know, not carrying that weight against your shoulders anymore, that's a powerful trait to have. And that's, that's, you know, that's a learned skill that you acquire over time of dealing with things after things after things. And that's kind of how I look at situations that, you know, don't go in my favor in life. I look at it as like, you know, it's a skill and I build my, uh, my resilience every single time that something like this happens to me, like something happens to me that doesn't go my way or I have a hard day. I'm like, okay, you know, this, this sucked. Like I did not like how this went, but when it happens again, I know that I tackled it last time. I could tackle it this time and it's less weight on my shoulders this time. It's just a little, you know, shove off to the side and I'll be good. And every time you tackle these little problems, your resilience meter goes up and eventually you become a hard motherfucker. Eventually, very little things in this world phase you and you move on. No matter how hard it is, you keep up, you keep going and you become stronger. And guys, that life that Nick's talking about, the one where you deal with your own shit, people respect you so much more when you don't come to them with a bunch of fucking little itty-bitty problems. That life is so much better than the other life where you dish out your problems to other people because it gives you attention or it makes you feel better. The reward and the respect that you get with that life that Nick was just describing is so much better. So... I highly recommend that one over the other one. It's and I influential. Know, I know that people love, they love to get attention. That's what people love. They crave it. Attention, whether it be from posting on Instagram or whatever, expressing how you feel about your problem, expressing your problems in life to other people that really don't give a fuck. Like you feel like you're getting this positive attention. It's not positive attention at all. So take the other route, deal with your shit on your own, live the life that Nick was just describing and it's so much more respectable and people will respect you more. Hey, you want attention. That's, that's the fastest, easiest, most respectable way to get attention. You have some shit happen to you. And instead of crying about it, cause we have two routes to take every time something, every time something hard happens to us, we have two routes. We have the, well, why did this happen to me? You know, I need some time off. Let, I need some space. Let me think about what happened. And, you know, I'll gather my thoughts and then, you know, I'll ask for a few friends to come help me out and we'll get through this. Or you could literally wake up the next day and say, you know what? I'm part to blame for the reason why this happened. I'm not in the spot that I want to be, but this is where I want to be. And this is how I get here. So let's, let's fucking move the train. Yep. 
things are a lot simpler than you think. And you when pe- and people see that and people watch things happen to you and then they watch how you build build yourself back up and who you become over time. Sometimes that takes two, three years. Yeah. But looking back, like you posted that reel the other day about how you look three years ago and how you look now. And, you know, a lot happened over the last three years. A lot, a lot of, shit. A lot of yeah. things happened to you that didn't, didn't go your way. Didn't, mm-hmm. you know, they just, they were bad things that happened to you. But because you took the route to get up and keep moving forward and apply all that pressure toward yourself and what you've done is you've created a monster out of yourself. You've created this like untouchable human being. And I see it in a lot of things that you do. I see it, how you communicate. I see it, how you treat other people. Um, you're very direct. You're very forward and people respect the hell out of that. People see you and they're like, how the fuck do I become like that? Well, that was three years of you taking all this, you know, this negative shit, this, these feelings that you had towards yourself and using it as leverage to forge you into the machine that you are today. And I just, I'll see that. I'll continue to see that. And you grow over time and it's crazy to think where you're going to be three years from now. Um, It's just cool. Like this is a train. It's like a freight train, right? Right. And every, and these things happen and they try to, you know, hurt your self-esteem or hurt your ego or try to tear us apart. And what do we do? We just, you know what? It hits us, maybe knocks us off balance for a little bit, but we just, we keep fucking going. There's nothing that can just knock you down. I can't afford to let that shit dwell in my head. It's in a negative space. Like I can't, it'll throw me off in so many other areas of my life. And that's what happens. Like a rabbit hole. If you let that shit get to you, you're done. Like you can't let it get to you. There's bigger problems there's bigger things going on you have control most of the time i had control some things i didn't have control but guess what everything works out everything happens for a reason god has a plan you just have to head up you know chest out let's fucking go um thank you for all those compliments by the way i appreciate that i'm a machine machine a lot of analogies uh, they all serve the same purpose, though. Yeah. So I kind of want to say something kind of cool. Don't get mad at me, though. Okay. Yeah, I don't think Why you would I get mad? I don't know. Well, it's like a comment about a guy. All right. But it just happened. It's like not – it's very insignificant. But um, on the topic of respect, right? So um, back to the whole reel, how I looked three years ago compared to how I look now. Um, whatever. That's what I'm going off of right now. So I was in the gym yesterday. Um, and I was feeling myself at a good workout, you know, I'm lo- I'm looking good right now. I'm look I'm looking the best I've ever looked. I'll admit it. And I'm very proud of that. I'm very happy to be here. But I also notice a difference in the respect or the, I should say the looks that I get at the gym. Last year when I was heavier, I never got the, and you guys might know what I'm talking about. The um the the lock eyes and the head nod like this, like the respectable gym nod, like you're doing work, I'm doing work too, type mm-hmm. of thing. I get so many of those nods now, and I I was like a speck of dust in that gym last year. Like no one even cared that I was there. Girls didn't look, guys didn't look. I was single at the time, right? Guys didn't look. Nobody looked because I was just I wasn't built very nicely yet. I didn't have any you know anything to admire. At least 
physically is what I'm saying. Um, in like a muscular tone sense, right? I didn't have any of that until now. And I made all those problems of my life my fuel. I became a machine, like you said. And like we said before, like choose that life where you take your problems and you keep them and you fix them yourself instead of dishing them out to everybody else because the amount of respect that you get through all these different areas is just unparalleled. So I don't know. That was my little analogy. It's something I realized lately. Like I do get that respectable head nod in the gym. Like, yo, you do, you're doing work. Like, fuck yeah, I am doing work. Thank you for acknowledging that. So um, everything just kind of comes full circle and you just got to kind of trust the process and um, trust what we're telling you. Like we're giving it to you straight. That's it. That's all we do on here is give it to you straight. If you want some, you know, what you want to hear, this isn't the podcast for you, but this is what you should hear. This is the real, the real deal. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I mean, definitely your physical attributes are a large portion of that, but it's, it's a lot more than that. Like you're just overall, you're a more confident person. It's how you carry yourself. It's how you That's walk true. in the gym. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. how you conduct yourself. It's, you know, you go in the gym and you grind. You're not, the, you're not a slack off. You're not taking time on your sets. You're not, when people try to talk to me, I, I don't even – that guy always tries to give me a fist bump and I feel so bad because I got my headphones in and when I'm in the gym, guys, and I'm walking, my eyes are fixated on that machine that I'm going to and I'm not I'm not looking at anybody else unless Nick's there. <laughs> but uh, this guy always tries that. to fist bump me and I always never see him because I'm just on a straightaway. I'm, I'm in my own little world. It's the best way to be, just locked in. You, yourself, and I, no one else is there. Yeah. The Who's best. this? Let's shout him out on the podcast. Who's the guy? I don't know his name. Shit. The the trainer. The trainer? The glasses. So so fun, so nice. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. He's he's awesome. I just I forget his name, it's still in mind. Yeah. Well, I mean, people respect what you're about. They see the drive. Like people are always watching you. Whether you whether you look the way you do right now or whether you don't, people watch you. Yeah. Like right. I observe a lot of people in the gym. Um the the people that are killing it, obviously, you know, I noticed that shit. I'm like, okay, that dude's fucking killing. He's done a lot of work to get where he got. Yeah. Um, but I also noticed the people that are slacking off, and that shit pisses me off. And like the girl on her fucking phone the other day on the cable row, I was like, come on. Yeah, like she they come in like these 30. like preppy outfits. They're all dressed to fit the part of this fitness influencer. Which, by the way, that's another great topic. But we're gonna save oh, that. Oh, We're gonna yeah. save that for another episode. We're gonna talk about fitness influencers quote 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 quote, quote unquote quote unquote but these people they show <laughs> up and they you know they think just because they're dressed a certain way that all of a sudden they're fucking avid shit gym goers and influencers but really they go to the gym and they don't do shit like they're on instagram for half the time they're scrolling through and they're having conversations with their buddies like are you going to the gym to work or are you going to the gym just to look a certain way and have people and have people look at you um but i noticed you know a plethora of people and uh, I could tell whether you're a hard worker or not pretty much by observing one set of what you're doing. And I can, I can see whether you're actually getting something out of your workout and when you're not. Um, so I think about that in a reverse role as well. And I wonder, like, what are people thinking about me? Am I the type of person that pushes the pace? Am I the type of person that, you know, when people view me, they're like, damn, I want to work out with that guy because he's going to push me and he's fucking intense with his sets. And that's how I try to approach my workouts. Like I would rather be in the gym for 45 minutes killing it than sitting around for an hour and a half and – Sharing my problems. <laughs> yeah, talking. 
<laughs> communicating with it. Like who goes to the – I don't go to the gym to have a conversation. Fuck no. Even if I'm working out with a partner and I go to the gym with somebody. We're happy. We should have our headphones in. We should be switching yeah. off, knowing the, knowing the rhythm. Let's go. We don't got to talk. Yeah. We should be pushing each other. We shouldn't be uh, talking about what the fuck happened at work or whatever the case may be. But uh, yeah. we're coming up on 30 minutes, so uh, I think that's a good good spot to wrap it up. Anything you want to add before we're out? Yeah. Uh, just, guys, if you have a problem, don't hit us up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, seriously, just take what we said with 17,000 grains of salt and just really reflect on it. We're here to support you guys, not put you down. So just kind of look at it that from that angle. We know this is like really hard content and this was a really hard topic to talk about, but we kept it as real as we could. So please respect that. And um, if you guys ever want to like reach out and ask us anything or Q&A, Q&A-A. Q&A-A. We'll bring that to you guys oh, next yeah. time. Keep a keep a lookout on the story, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, just put your problems in perspective. You, know? you got questions? Submit them. We don't have problems. We just have more work to do. Shit, yeah.